Jetta Giles, certified family life educator, sex educator, counselor, lover of the word fuck in all forms. And I'm here with <laughs> two very special guests today. I, we have Bridget Maiden Williams, LPC, Badisha LMSW, extraordinaire. Hey. Both of y'all, Bridget and then Badisha, introduce yourself and tell us how you're changing the world. Well, hello, everyone. It's me again, Bridget Maiden Williams, LPC. Um, how am I changing the world? I, Like I said before, I believe it's a change in one orgasm at a time. I think if people have more orgasms, it'll be a much better place. So I am here to help. <laughs> I am Vadisha Williams. Um, LCSW, um, on the road, the journey to LCSW, um, aspiring doula, empath in denial, um, lover of all things Black, and how I'm changing the world is taking it one experience at a time. Oh, you better. Well, that was all philosophical and shit, was it not? All right. <laughs> right? I so, think I need to reintroduce myself. Right. <laughs> oh right. no, Bridgie. You so you listeners. your work speaks for itself, okay? Oh. Well, thank you. Listeners, you may remember Bridget Maiden Williams from season one. Um, she is the owner and only therapist at Green Couch. You know, I'm messing up Green Couch Therapist Services with the Sankofa bird, ooh, ooh. swan chicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. I have to say that Bridget, after I listened to the episode with you, I have adapted. Did I tell you already that I have adapted your saying in life? Did I tell you that? No, you didn't. I say it at least twice a week. I'm not trying to yuck their yum, but I have but... told people, I have told people. Oh, don't yuck their yum, girl. <laughs> so thank you. If there was no other takeaways, that was the one for me. Thank you. Well, thank you. So as y'all can probably hear, we're very much so acquainted. These are two of my closest friends and we just be talking shit on the regular. So I surround myself with good people. I surround myself with clinicians because I'm fucking nuts. So Yay! Good conversation today. But before we get into our convo, y'all know how we're starting off this season. You all have a choice between telling a scandalous, sexy, hot hotel or answering a sex question. So who wants to go first? You, Bridgie. Me? Go first. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm going to choose the question route. He's fine. Okay. So the question is, would you rather never suck dick again or only have missionary sex for the rest of your life? Oh, wait a minute. Wow. You should have went for the hotel boo. (laughs) 
never suck dick again or missionary for the rest of my life. Yep. Those are your options. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's horrible. That is, yeah. Like, that's a hard one. You got to pick. Uh, She's stuck. She's stuck. <laughs> you should have went with the hotel. You should have went with the hotel. I mean, I'm in and now I got the, what they say you got yes, to follow yes. through. Yes, see it through to the end. See it through, That's my boy. See it through, see it my through. boy. Let's see. <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm just going, I'm, I'm going to go with, I got, I got to have different positions. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, never, I'm going to go with never suck again. That's what I'm going to go with. Oof. Yo, okay. I, I, ain't gonna I mean, <laughs> okay, because missionary, I mean, because missionary, that's just laying flat, right? Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, no okay, other. So there are different versions. Of, I mean, you can spice missionary up a little something, you know what I'm saying? You may put a little crucifix in your mouth every now and again. You never know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's things well, But what if I, I mean... I'm a hit it from the back type of person. So, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, that's one of my things there. Um, you got all these angles and stuff that you can play with and work with when you are, um, you know, fucking. So, I think the sucking dick, I could, I could find some other ways for it to, to, give that type of pleasure similar to that i mean i guess you know i could use my hands that's true um mm-hmm. you know i can use with a grapefruit <laughs> Please never use a grapefruit. i don't care what the grapefruit ladies say you're gonna burn this, this, this person's urethra be a uh, let's see what else um you know we can do the the titty fucking mm. we can do that you I know um i mean and if push comes to shove did he just really like this something that he really gotta have i'm just gonna have to recruit a dick sucker then <laughs> look at Patricia volunteers this trivia <laughs> i mean i'm just saying you know i'm just gonna have to recruit recruit a, you know recruit them into the into that activity and then say, okay, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. You you will be compensated. You will be your, compensated. And and then you know we'll go on with the rest. So that's what that's what I'm thinking. That's so what I'm thinking. Choose. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the, the dick sucking. No, no more dick sucking for the rest of my life. Oh child, okay. Ooh, okay. I'm glad I have to ask my own question. Uh <laughs> the literally. Literally sips tea. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, listen. So moving He's right Dorito along. Dorito on that. He's Dorito on that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you um, considering um how terrible <laughs> that dilemma <laughs> that Bridget experience was? I am going to go with a hotel. Yes. Um I'm gonna go with the hotel. Really All right. Let me turn my volume up for this one. <laughs> you already know this about to be divine. I don't know which one I want to tell though. All tell of them. them all. 
Every last Not day. all. Oh, all of them. Let me live all through them. You know, I'm out here. A L L U M. All of them. I'm, I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to be out here living right, right for the Lord. Oh, <laughs> now friend, now friend. The, the, I don't think the Lord wanted you to deny, to deny yourself pleasure. I don't I think that's what he had on his agenda. He didn't have that on the agenda. That is something that so we made up. That's something that society God made, made the clip, and guess what he made the clip for? Pleasure. Oh, pleasure. Mm. That is something that society made up to control Black women. Ooh. We're not here for that. We will not stand for that. So, I will, okay, my hotel. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with... Um, oh, my gosh. Why am I having... Okay, so... I think my favorite story, Bridgette, you already know. My favorite story to reminisce on is the fact that I was having this amazing sexual relationship with this young man. Um, Bridgette, you you know too, like I'm very much like an open person when when I'm in a relationship. So I like us to be very clear on where we stand, what we are doing. Um, And he was definitely a fuck buddy um was not my man I was not trying to get him to be my man it was strictly you come drop the dick and go and we were I mean in the middle of some intense just soul shattering sex Mm, surprisingly missionary Bridget (laughs) 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 and I'm a talker during during sex and he said um he asked me where do you want me to come and of course me being me I was like um in the condom duh I'm in the condom um and he said and I quote I took it off oh I have never felt so enraged in all of my life um, and I have, I am prone to anger. I'm an Aries. I'm very much a fire sign. I literally butt bone ass naked, put him the fuck out of my house in the middle of sex, put him out, opened my front door, threw his shit out and told him he had to go very loudly. Um, cause y'all know I'm loud. Um, and that is how I met two of my neighbors. One of them, I'm still very close to. She met me naked when I was throwing out a nigga who tried to stealth me. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. If you're listening, mm-hmm. sis, put the nigga out if he take the condom off without your consent. Just stop. Period. Put his ass out. Period. I agree. You don't do that. And don't do, do, that. It. do it. Do it if you're Why naked. Do it if you're naked. Do it if you're fully dressed. It matters not. It matters not. Because my neighbor and I are so cool. Even though she met me butt bone ass naked, um, we are still very cool to this day. I mean, so, well, well, how how could you not be? Right. I, I've, seen, I've seen you at your most vulnerable at this point. Right. <laughs> First off, I don't know, Bridget. I know the size of your areolas right now. No, so, like, let us not pretend that Vadisha is not a fucking nudist. She is a home fucking nudist anyway. If you have been listen, 30 seconds listen. in Medisha's house, you've probably seen her areolas at least listen, once. Listen, I want y'all to know I put on a shirt for y'all. Right. I put on a shirt for y'all. Sincerely. I did not put on a shirt for me. I was very annoyed at the fact that I felt like I had to put clothes on because I was naked before first we called. Off, yeah. First off, you, told put you, had to. you put a shirt on for Bridget. See? <laughs> 
why are you like this? You put a shirt on for Brittany. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you threaten me. Don't you threaten me with a good time. I'm just I saying, take there, there has zero, I, didn't, I didn't know that there were rules to this. So that's just what I'm you saying. Those that. rules were not established in the beginning. So if that's Come what you here. feel, you know, this is Come a comfortable on. space. This is an open space. Come, Come as you are, my dear. I didn't Come see here, therapist. The you better. I didn't yes. see therapist. all weekend. Therapist Bridget Maiden Williams. That was a whole word. <laughs> I don't good. don't think I didn't notice that you read me for filth just now. Um, oh. thank you. Thank you for telling me that I built up my own box to put myself in for this podcast. Mm. Thank you. Yes, you did. If I am if I am naked by the time we're done, Jesus. I don't want to hear a word. Didn't okay? nobody say that though. Come as you are, I'm my just, dear. Did we do girl? Really? Okay, right. so that was my hotel. I really was gonna. Can I do two? I want to do my other one. Okay, so my her. other one is it's because I get to feed my ego a little bit. Um, this was a few years ago. Um, when I stayed with a friend for a short period of time, um, between transitions, state to state transitions, and I knew she had company because I lived there for a few weeks. And I'm very observant. And I, I know that she heard me come in because um, I'm loud. And so after, after a few minutes, she opened the door to her bedroom and she said, listen, I need your help. I have been trying to give this man some fellatio. Um, and it's, you're much better she at it fellatio. She did not say she didn't. She was like, I'm, said, I'm I, trying to suck this nigga dick, is what she promised. Yeah, she was like, I am trying to, I'm trying to give this man head and I'm tired. It's not working. He's like, we're losing the moment and you are much better at it than me because she was, um, shall I say, previously, um, she had previously become aware of my abilities. So she asked if, if she could tag me in. Wait, to which I say, glide past that like you ain't just say what we just heard you say. <laughs> right? Come on, what? Oh, okay, that is another hotel for another episode. <laughs> okay, okay, we okay. get you know what you just need to do a, a, a season of just hotels, and I can just sprinkle a little yes. a little razzle-dazzle on the end of each, Man, each person's hotel. I already got a mic. I, I already got a mic. Listen, I, just, I, I just need the hotels. I felt like Jasmine Sullivan should have included me on hotels, man. Listen. So, but no, she asked me to tag in, to which, of course, I obliged. Of course, she needed help. I'm a helper. I'm in the helping profession. So I did. And I commenced to suck this man's soul out of his body. What I say? So much so. What, what did so I say? much so. So much so that we had to have a very open and honest communication about, oh, he's for me too now. He's for the streets anyway. So he's for us now, sis. And we were wow. very clear on that. Ooh. It actually worked out. Um, it actually Ooh. worked out fine. There was no hard feelings, no nothing. Um, we, you know, we had very, very detailed conversation about, let me look, are you sleeping with anybody else? Because I need to know what other bodies you're trying to add on top of him. And then he add on top of me. So it was a, the beginning of a beautiful situation. Sounds like a big old daisy chain. Really? So, well, so I got a question. I got a question. Oh, she um, so as you were 
performing this act on this young innocent male here that was sitting here awaiting this service that you were providing um what was she doing oh shit all the things what things their things many things oh shit i ensured that every person was an active participant I'll say that. Okay. So did she get any, did she learn anything from you? Right. You know, I mean, she called you in and I know you can't suck every dick that she come in contact with. So like, yes, did you, she did, did get some, or something. I think so. I think she walked away with some very, very good information. Some hands-on training. Did you follow up afterwards? Was there a follow-up? I actually did. <laughs> Was there after kids? Yeah, right. I actually did. There was a debrief afterwards. And yes, we did talk about, you know, how I was able to, I mean, you know, she had kind of warmed up a little bit. I'm going to give her some credit. She was not terrible. You know, it's just, it's all in the technique. And I think, you know, a big thing with oral pleasuring people is you have to actually want to do it. Okay. Like you have to actually, if you don't want to, then it's going to be terrible. Like oh, yeah, no matter you who tell. you're doing it with. A person can tell if you don't want to do it. If, you, if that's yeah. something that you don't want to do. Yeah. 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 The yeah. one time, Man. the one time that I have, the one time I've, I've stuck dick and I didn't want to, like my partner literally said, you're acting like you don't want to. And I said, I don't. Because I do not. Right. So I think a big part of the situation with her previously was she didn't want to. Whereas me, with your question, I would never have chosen not sucking dick ever again. That's not a, that's not an option. It's not an option. I don't necessarily just suck dick for the, the male. I, I like to suck dick. I love all of the oral things, giving and receiving. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I could not be in a relationship with somebody and that not be an option. Like there, I was talking to this guy many, many years ago and he was like, oh, I don't like oral sex. And I, I, I was like, what you mean? Like, I don't, I don't like receiving. Like he, he didn't have a problem giving, but he doesn't, didn't want to receive it. I didn't know what it was attached to. I wasn't trying to get down deep and try to figure out because I heard you don't want your dick sucked. I come from sucking dick. This ain't going to work. Mm-mm. It's not going to work. It's not. It wouldn't work I, for me. I, I, and, and it's a power thing for me. I ain't going to lie to you. So I brought this very interesting group together. For this reason, because they're fucking nuts. No. So we all have watched the show, the Netflix um, original series, Sex Life. And we I do. watched it first Listen, and I was like, yo. We don't own any rights. We, we own no rights. rights. <laughs> Nobody's not paying me to talk, talk about this. But Netflix, you know, I'll holler at your girl if you, you know what I'm saying, if you want to pay me. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? I will take the coin. But sincerely, it, it this show touched my spirit in so many different ways that everyone especially clinically minded people y'all saw I did that clinically minded people um I really wanted them to watch this show because I really wanted to get their take on it and see if they saw what I saw so today's episode is all about uh, the movie or not the movie the series sex life and really how it does mirror reality for so many people so um i don't want to spoil the show for if there are any listeners who have have not watched it so a really quick um synopsis is you have um this this woman billy was that her name billy 
Billy. Billy, right? Billy, she had a very active, um, sex, healthy sex life prior to meeting her Prince Charming and they get married and they have this beautiful life and she has these two beautiful babies and she finds herself really not as fulfilled as she was prior to being in this committed relationship and how things just got really mundane for her. And so she starts reminiscing about what life was like prior to and she had this one special man that she was fantasizing about all the time they was fucking her, her so, ex her, her ex not no special man that was <laughs> right. her ex it was her and ex. That, was, that was her the love of her life the quote-unquote love of her life and she just really started the yes. relationship and the sex really and she was just like sinking deeper and deeper into my life this shit is is for the birds so I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to tell the whole series, but it just really takes you through her mindset and, and, and the tug between um, I want this hot, steamy sex life and just this adventure, but I also want to be the dutiful, um, devoted wife, mother, all that boring shit. So yeah, that was sex life. So from your background, from y'all's background, what do you think about the series you know what (laughs) I was gonna let Bridget go first but um I feel the need to speak out because I don't agree with the synopsis I just right I don't agree I I just feel like her marriage was really doomed from the beginning (laughs) um I mean, seriously, if wow. you stop and think about it, Bridget, what are your thoughts? I, you know what? I will go ahead. What are your thoughts? Because I feel like there was one central theme um, that for me, clinically speaking, I think there was one central theme that stuck out to me. So I, I'm interested to see if Bridget, what your thoughts are. What are your thoughts? Do you feel the same way? There was so much going on <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> it was scary, so much. Like, the relationships, the choices, the my spirit yeah. was shook. The, yeah, it was. It uh, it definitely was. And some some things you was like, okay, I understand. But then something like, girl, what is you doing? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you really fucking up right now. I think that um, there was one key like theme that I saw throughout the the, the series. Um, and Bridget, I'll let you speak speak to this, but I really thought communication was like the huge barrier throughout the entire series. I think, and I think we've all had this conversation at some point, but it's so simple to just say, this is what I want. This is what I need. I'm not feeling fulfilled. Like I just, there were so many missed opportunities to be transparent, um, to use words um that and that was not that did not happen throughout the entire series I was like screaming at the tv if you don't tell if you don't say none of that occurred and I was just like and I think I told you Virginia while I was watching like there it's almost like fantasy to me but when I sat back and I took in the entire series I I really realized like People live their lives like this every day, like just choosing. And I'm going to say it's a choice. 
Um, because we all have to take accountability for the way that we communicate our feelings and desires and all of those things. But I think there was some major missed opportunities for all of the characters, not just Billy, because there is accountability to go around um that there were so many missed opportunities for just open dialogue like actual communication right that was what that was my main takeaway like i, I just i just don't I can't talk. say it enough right y'all, yeah. y'all legit just don't talk even the go ahead bridget then i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm a oh, i was gonna say i i totally agree and that's what i was wanting to say that 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 communication piece is open but it's so easy not to communicate mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. so easy not to make people feel uncomfortable or you're scared mm-hmm. to hurt their feelings or you know and stuff like that but people do also appreciate when you are being truthful to them but you gotta we don't know how their relationship started you know this man came in suit up i mean it looks wise he was perfect um he was the perfect husband you know he was a perfect father. You know, he worked hard. He made money. She had to do anything. You know, she was a housewife or whatever. She quit her job to um, raise the kids and stuff like that. And it just wouldn't feel so. I don't I don't think that I think part of it was the set that she was fantasizing about because she didn't want anything else from this other man. She wasn't thinking about how good their life would have been together if they would have had a kid, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Fantasizing about that. She was fantasizing about sex. Right. Mm-hmm. So you had that aspect, but I think she was also unfulfilled in other areas in her life. And so, um, but what stood out to her more was the sex because she felt that she had the perfect life besides Mm -hmm. that. But that's not what it was. She put a lot of stuff on hold for her spouse and her kids, you know? So she was just unfulfilled in a lot of areas. And she never did say that. She never did talk about that. And we go through life, and this is not only with relationships, or your spousal relationship or romantic relationship this is also in friendships this is also at work we tough it out you know it's going to get better you know um if i stay a little bit longer it's going to get better when it really doesn't it gets worse because you're still not fulfilled right right and so i just think it's that it's a very good um practice is to have those conversations am i pleasing you you know what is it that you want me to do what is it that you you know um you fantasize about because that's what she was doing she was fantasizing about her her previous sex life and for you to go from being off the chain 10 on the 10 to come down to a four right that's that's a lot and so it's only what they they always say pressure bust the pipe so you know you have all this pressure build up you have all these things and at at some point it's going to come to it's going to come to a head and that's what happened in this in this relationship right i'm glad you mentioned the the whole thing about her putting her other parts of her life on hold for this quote-unquote fantasy life like she was like she had gotten her master's, she was she had entered into um, a PhD program, and like she had a fulfilling life. And then she met this guy that's like, "Oh, I'm gonna take care of you. Oh, you don't have to worry about this. Oh, you don't have to do this." So her dreams, like I think, oh, I don't want to tell, I don't want to tell the series, but I'm kind of have to. Like he he got her out of this this place that she was just, I have to do, I have to do, I have to do. I was she was in a bad. She literally broke up with with the guy like a week or two I guess and then she met the guy who would be her husband 
and it wasn't a whole lot of in-between time, she was still carrying the weight of that breakup. She was tired, right? Like this, this dude drug her through the mud, right? So in so many different ways. And she comes to find this Prince Charming, like anything this man offered her looked and sounded better than what she had just two weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? So I think she made a very quick decision like, oh, this is a better life for me. Let me go ahead and take it versus what am I going to give up in order to have that picture perfect life? So then she mm-hmm. gets into this marriage, had these babies and all this stuff. And now your man not even looking at you the way he was looking at you to get you. That's the part yeah. that killed me. Like straight out the gate, she trying to get all prim and prissy and look good for, for her man when he get home, house clean, kids outside, frolicking. And the first thing this man going to say is, how's my pretty girl? Now, listen, y'all know <laughs> words of affirmation, praise king, that would have sent me over the edge. But baby, you talking about this your child. You ain't even looked at me. Mm-hmm. I would I would have had a problem that moment. Like, and like she had this look of like such disappointment. And then she trying to fuck the man. He watching the game. Yeah. Let me tell you how I would have left him that day. See, this is why I ain't got no man, right? <laughs> this is why I ain't got no man. I would have left you right there. Like I'm, I'm. She, she was riding the head dick. Like she, she was my god. And yeah. <laughs> trying to watch the game, like we would have had to have a conversation. You mean to tell me I'm? Are you? Are you not fulfilled? I agree with both of y'all that it was about communication and talking about pleasure, talking about um, fantasies, talking about your previous sex life. You don't have to talk about how many partners to me that's that's the dumbest conversation it's not about that and have i been safe am i presently safe whatever but these are the experience that i had that i value that i want to bring into this relationship and into this marriage that yeah and and i also um you also have that battle going on with stability (laughs) like i have stability yeah and you know how many people women crave stability Yeah. You know, they need that. They want that stability in their lives, you know, so I know the bills are going to get paid. I know I can go and when I swipe my card, that it's not going to say try again, you know, that it's been declined. Right. You know, I know. So people, a lot of women, they, they substitute or they, they choose stability over everything else. but then again like I said it comes to a point to where if all those needs are not being met it's going to come to a head at some point so it's like how do women come um how do women make sure that all of their needs are met physical mental spiritual you know emotional emotional needs you know and so and some people have come to the realization just one person can't do it you know that's why we have polyamory and you know and these things like that that's why we have could also have cheating you know um because we have these people that are filling filling these voids you know Mm -hmm. and so it's just like how does one person fulfill all of these needs but if we don't express that that we need these particular needs met in the beginning you know and if we see the signs that they are not being met and say, say, oh, he's a good guy. I can get over it. How do you, how do you express that to that person? With you know, because again, you're afraid of hurting feelings. 
you know, then they feel, oh, inadequate that they're not doing their job, what they're supposed to be doing. So you tend to just, I'm just going to bear it. Right. Again, I know this is just a series, but she had a version, her, her own version of stability before she met the, the boyfriend, Brad. No, Brad. Was, oh no, no. Okay. Was it Brad? Brad? So was it Brad? Was that Brad the husband? Cooper is the husband. Cooper is the husband. Brad was the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So remember B and B. That's oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they had to. So, test, yeah, they Brad, had to throw that corniness in there. It was corny. It was so. <laughs> it was so corny. Like they had to throw the corniness in there. But go ahead, continue. So she had her own stability, right? She had her the she had her best friend. They did everything together. Everything. To, don't do this. Don't. She had her what? <laughs> she had her, her BFF before the Brad who? thing. She had her best friend at the she time. Had allu- she had an illusion of a best friend. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and do this spoiler. So best friend is present day fucking Brad. The dude. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. sometimes I sit in a place of like I'm not able to enjoy things like this um, because it's like I'm always thinking clinically. Yeah. And I really, this was not an enjoyable series for me. I watched it because I I knew how much you really really liked it, and I, I once I started getting into it, I was like, I have to see this thing through. And I think. I 100% wholeheartedly agree with the the bulk of everything that was already discussed. But for me, I think I'm, I'm going to always go down like to communication. I think, and I don't know if I'm getting ahead of an agenda item, but I think the, what could have saved them. um, And I'm not just talking about Billy. I'm talking about all the, what could have saved them was some very healthy people in their lives. Mm. And if you cannot find healthy people in your natural support system, sometimes you have to seek that in a very professional setting. And I think that your things happen, especially as women, we get caught up in in feeding everyone else, making sure everyone else has, have what they need. Um, We stretch ourselves very thin, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna knock her for journaling. Not, it's not gonna happen. I this is why I don't me. fucking journal. This but that's not. A, but that. <laughs> but that is a. But that is a. That is an issue with communication. At the end of the day, you cannot get around. What What spoke to me was that it. It wasn't just the sex because initially she started out journaling about her being unfulfilled in regards to sex. But Bridget, I disagree. She wasn't. She was romanticizing her relationship with Brad. Because she, he was, I mean, once we started getting those flashbacks, he was terrible, but she started to feel like because she wasn't being sexually fulfilled that she was missing, like she never, we had no indication that she was concerned at all about like getting her, going back to her PhD program or anything else until later. We don't even, we really don't have that indication until Brad brought it up to her mm-hmm. at that ridiculous dinner. So I think that it did start out with the romanticizing the sex they had because it seemed like it was really, really good. But then it's what happens when we start self-sabotaging. It's what happens when we start stressing over things that could have been, would have, should have, could have. We start saying, oh, well, this is how it could have been. This is how it could, like, she went from 
wanting to fuck Brad again to legitimately almost giving up her family for him. She should have long, long before we got to episode eight. And let me take the back because I think, what was it? One of the episodes she went to see her friend slash therapist. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that Um, because she's from that clinical background as well. I feel like they represented us bad almost. We are human. We do, you know, we go with the flow of things. But I think that's why I said the illusion of best friend because her best friend, she did a great job of showcasing her educational intelligence. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to say that. The best friend did a great job of showcasing her educational intelligence, but as it relates to being a friend, they didn't really have a good relationship. That I didn't, I don't see them two as best friends. Right. She tried. Sasha, now, Sasha did try to be to like... To fuck her man. To fuck her man. She sure did. She did. Her ex. She sure did. Sasha, now, stop, whatever her name. Sasha, start fucking her billy's ex the one billy is fantasizing about and i feel as though that triggered billy into wanting him back i Mm -hmm. think she wanted sasha's life so you agree with me that sasha was a horrible friend (laughs) but my thing my thing is this being that in single women some not all want to be married right they fantasize they want to be married they want to be in a committed relationship okay. right and then a lot of women that are in a committed relationships want to be we'll single be because they that. miss that type of life yeah. right so then when she goes off and does whatever she does and it's like you know no i'm happy with my kids and my family you know and this is not this is where i want to be she maybe she's made a grown-up decision right and not saying that the grown-up decision was her staying with her kids, but she's made a decision on where she wants to be, right? So, but then, okay, all that goes out the window, but we ain't gonna go, to, go down that road. But I'm gonna go as, down it. She, all that shit went out the window when she saw her friend fucking the dude, fucking Brad, and then she started playing with her pussy while her friend <laughs> fucking the old dude. She was like, I want this life. And if you remember, she went to go see uh, Sasha at work. Sasha is a professor. She out here killing yeah. Going to Paris anytime and every time she wants to. Like, she's living in but a... Who doesn't want life. that? Who, at some point, who does not want that be, to be able to do that? Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then Billy, like, okay. could, Billy and her and Cooper live in the means that if she wanted to go to Paris, she could go. She could go. She could have went if she wanted to go to Paris. But, because who's but to say secretly that, dick, that Sasha didn't don't want her life? Who's right. to say secretly Sasha? Now Sasha, she while you know she questioned about getting married. This guy asked her to marry, and she was in question. And she don't want to get married and stuff like that. But we don't really know Sasha. You know, internally, she could be wanting Billy's life. You know, because she's never experienced that before. We don't know, but Sasha's not the, she's not the focal point here. She's not the star. This is Billy. This is all Billy's things. But what I was going to say about the, um, the whole other aspects of her life. Yeah, true enough. Brad did say, you know, something about Billy going back to get a PhD. She was working on this so diligently and this and that. And I'm surprised you hadn't gotten it. When she went back to the school, they were so happy to see her back. She got all those feelings back. So it seems like she is running off a lot of emotion. But who's to say that it wasn't 
Billy's um, role to bring that back up to her because she buried everything. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she she buried everything and she became this devoted wife and mother. Yep. But it was so much more to her. So Billy actually represents that piece of her that she's buried. Not even the sex, the educate, you know, pursuing the education, the the wildness, the spontaneousness, you know, not having yeah, to plan anything, the uncertainty uncertainty you know of everything and that did i say right and so i'm drinking wrong so yes i don't know if i'm speaking well but you know that is that he represents her and what she was and she misses that part of her so why can't she have this and that you know i think it for me in a manner of speaking brad did represent you know that that old feeling of freedom right um i agree i agree but the logical mind in me um i feel like he does represent a part of that freedom from her but it literally went from her wanting to have bomb ass wonderful sex to romanticizing all of this toxicity and i think that became the 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 theme throughout the show like the underlying need was better community it was effective communication but it starts i mean she started like that one i think for me looking at it as in a clinical sense that one issue of i want to fuck well like (laughs) i want good sex led her down a path of such toxicity and that's really what happened she went from like let me just bust a nut to i'm about to give up my kids and my child and that's when we for me that's when i started to see the toxicity seep in she you we had no idea that she was missing being the PhD student and teaching kids. We had no idea that she'd had a no keyword for me, for us as clinicians, trauma. No idea that she had all of this other female trauma that happens mm-hmm. underneath any of that. We had no idea that she has a person she calls her friend who would even fathom sleeping. Cause let's be very clear. Sasha slept with not somebody she was just fucking somebody she was in a whole whole ass relationship with not giving away the movie but she she had a whole and so she went like their their relationship was toxic like we saw that in the flashbacks they had a really really very toxic relationship and they fell into really toxic patterns and truthfully she self-sabotaged it it went from like missing sex to let me ruin my entire life and so for me the reason why I felt like it was just so all across the board just just horrible a train wreck to watch was she could have taken that one issue that one core issue of not being fucked well and she could have sat down with the therapist and none of this other stuff would have occurred none of this other chain of events would have even occurred i'm and again before you before you say nah nah i'm not opposed to her having the journal her like there was that her having that thought led down like that is what brought all of these other characters in that is how that is how we were introduced to this 
person that Cooper switched to be. Cooper went from this loving, doting husband and then did a whole 180 and was on the other side of the spectrum. Sasha became, she went from being this wonder, wonderful friend to someone who is toxic as fuck. Brad went from, oh, this good, sexy, sex giver to a complete dick. Like that all stemmed from her needing sex. So if she would have been working through that properly, um, I know it's a show, but I think looking at it in terms of life, you can have something as, which is, uh, sex is not insignificant. Sex is a really big deal, but in relationships, we tend to put that on the back burner because life, stability, kids, work, making sure bills are paid, that stuff comes in. And then sex kind of be, goes from a little thing that we can work on to now it's seeping into all parts of our lives. She was forgetting yeah. issues, forgetting stuff going on with the little boy at school. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in the end of it, we saw th- that's my we saw her completely turn everybody in her immediate circle's life upside down, even her neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like that little thing seeped into the lives of so many people that she was intertwined with. And then I'm I'm I wasn't really excited for season two, but on the flip side of season two, I really kind of want to see the consequences of her not dealing with the need for sex and how it affected the people around her because her neighbors, those three um, mean girls that we met <laughs> and their husbands, Sasha's life is completely different now. Yeah. Um, I, there, she just, she seeped into so many, like that one thing, that one thing literally changed the trajectory of everybody's life. Yep. I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> it's the rum. It's the rum. <laughs> it is definitely. <laughs> What kind of rum is it? That's my question. Is it good well? Rum? I was drinking bamboo, but uh, oh, they're not paying me for that. But they were. I was drinking <laughs> bamboo, but I, I ran out, and so I just started drinking Malibu because I didn't want to switch to anything else. So I'm on Malibu uh, right now. Okay, you're doing the Malibu, so, kicking it back to um, the yard. I just. I'm not gonna let y'all jump on my girl Billy though. I'm not gonna let y'all jump on Billy like this. Like everything ain't just her. It's not her. All of it is her fault. But oh, I know what I was about to say. When you're in the thick of something, you don't. A lot of times, you're not that in light. You're not gonna say, "Oh, I need therapy for this." When when you've been in the thick of something, whether it's grief, whether it's a tumultuous relationship you know, problems with your parents, you know, the way you, some traumas that you have uh, gone through, you say, I can tough it out, right? So you're just now, now you looking on the outside in on a clinical, in a clinical perspective says, yes, she need help. We all agree. She, the bitch needs some help, right? She does. She needs some professional support, but she's in the thick of it. And she's like, oh, I can work this out. I can fix this. I can fix this. And that's where she is. Now, season two, she may find the help she needs. But also the people that are in her life did not even say, you might need to see somebody. You right. know what I'm saying? You're getting a little bit off the Which, chain, but everybody's that so was, wrapped up. That was and such it, a big deal for me because they represented Billy and Sasha as professional women in the mental health no realm. Problem. And now while Sasha did continually give her clinical advice, I think that 
Because no clinician is perfect. I, no clinician is perfect. Like we all have our own fucked up, <laughs> like stuff going on, our own toxic traits. But I really felt like we. I really felt like the way that they represented Billy didn't was well, it really wasn't conducive of somebody that has a therapy background right. because now in the end, caveat, <laughs> in the end she did do what we sometimes as clinicians do. We will later on go seek, you know, mm-hmm. unethically the opinion of another friend that's in the field mm-hmm. um, because we don't want to do the work either. And I think that's what he said. He said, no, you came here for a pass. You're not really coming here to help me get you back on track. You're coming for a pass. But that was a double-edged sword because he also, um, to me, he was my favorite character. Why? Because he was 100% real in the flashbacks and in the real world. This is what I stand for. I don't agree with what you're trying to do or say, um, which on a toxic side, if that was her real friend, he would have supported what she chose to do. But he made it very clear from the beginning of their relationship um, and when she came to see him that you know what you want to do ultimately. You want to cheat. You want to go run to that dick. And if that is what you want to do, sis, go do that. But I think that they really made her look like someone who has all of this knowledge and refuses to use it because she knew she, she knew herself she needed to go to see a therapist that's why she went to see oh boy so she could say oh i went to see a therapist no you didn't no you didn't no you didn't and i'm yes i i'm 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 sorry i'm blaming i put the the soul of this train wreck on both <laughs> sasha and billy i knew it and and, and, and you know i'm not i'm not one I'm, I'm a i'm a believer woman the first time a black woman specifically but i'm a i'm a believer woman when she said that i have been hurt i have been neglected i have been abused but i'm also an advocate for accountability yeah. you knew that you were you were missing something in your mind the initial thought was sex and instead of telling your husband i want you to fuck the living shit out of me what i say you use out this motherfucker suck the soul out of me instead of just saying something as simple as that she decided and this is the thing that got me once she found out that her husband and i think i told you Bridget, once she found out that her husband was reading the journal she continued to journal it wasn't until she was journal if she which don't I don't want to put it out there that journaling is wrong it is not it is one of the healthiest forms of release but she started to use that like once he didn't react the way she expected like he fucked the shit out of her when he read it I'm telling the story he fucked the dog shit out of her so what did she do self-sabotage continue to do and say things knowing full well that he was going to read it she didn't even try to hide it and i don't say what you want that top drawer was not a hiding place that it was, was the corner she it designated been meant for him to for her husband. Yeah. It may right. have been meant for I him agree. to fly. That became let, the designated let, place for you to read my journal. And she, she, I'm giving, she, she needs to be accountable for continuing to sabotage her relationship. Okay. And she, I do agree. Sasha, he, he lit Sasha the fire. To, yeah. Sasha also needs to, and Sasha said in the end, if I would have never fucked him, this would have never happened. Hmm. That's the truth. That is the truth. We are all a product of our decisions and the decisions that they made were terrible decisions. And at no point 
was anybody because Sasha did she did keep she continued to give her advice but Sasha also continued to play into her bullshit and as y'all's friends you already know that is not that's not gonna fly we are not going to watch we're not going to watch each other walk down the path of (laughs) self-sabotaging without saying abort mission and at some point we will we're going to support you in public we're not going to tell people oh bitch behind closed doors we're like bitch don't do that right but we're not going to continue to let each other go down the train there's no way i would have went on a date y'all kind of talked about it a little bit the the key lessons from the movie is communicate communication self-awareness because i truly believe that there are and and i'm speaking about women in this but i'm gonna say people in general but as for me in my house we're gonna talk about women today black women to be exact i think this is a very common thing for black women that get into that are successful black women that um have had healthy sex lives or who, who are open and then they get in this committed relationship and they feel like they have to be this per, a, a, a very small portion of who they were in order to have a successful relationship. And for me, I think this is the result of that. When you stifle yourself for too long, like you said, the, the pipe's going to burst at some point and it's going to be an avalanche. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, oh, it started off as sex. Now, oh shit, I could have had a multi-million dollar company by now if I had not done this oh, I could have had this, but now I got two kids. Like, I think that when we're thinking about the sacrifices that women make in in committed relationships, to me, this is the result of making, this is the price that you pay. You're going to have FOMO, right? Yeah, fear of missing out. Yeah, you're going to have FOMO. And what decisions are you going to make in that FOMO mindset that is going to jeopardize every fucking thing and in the end she still didn't even get the dick that she was fantasizing about we don't know we don't yeah, know we don't know we don't know because she sure ran her ass <laughs> over there now he did something to them right. but <laughs> for eight for eight episodes we did not even see her getting to what she wanted right. but caveat she did have some very amazing the results sex wise well, she did have some really amazing sex with her husband. Not every time, but she did have some. She she did enjoy the, the the skinny dipping sex. There was some sex that she did enjoy. She enjoyed him fucking the shit out of her after he finished reading that journal. Yeah. Right. I do agree with you that it wasn't just solely about sex and there was this fear of missing out. But her, like, it was sex. She wanted sex, but then after she got sex, good sex, she continued to self-sabotage. And I think for, for the clinician in me, like it just, it was a train wreck that it was, it just, she went from one tragic pattern to another tragic pattern of let me continue to self-sabotage. Let me do that. I'll, and, and then we got to see as a result of that, everybody else self-sabotage. Her mm-hmm. husband, girl. Was, let me go and be extra and say that that was the weakest ass sex party I have ever seen. <laughs> illustrated so horrible and i'm going to say it's because it was not a lick of uh melanin there was no melanin it was the most dry and i know this is netflix it's not like it's hbo it's not like it's hbo after dark like (laughs) um it's netflix so there are barriers to what they can and cannot show but i was almost like if this is what y'all are going to show don't don't show us this that was terrible i'm trying i see why she couldn't get aroused 
ain't got nothing to do with the people. She looked around and she was like, oh my God, y'all are so this not is attractive to me. That is not this. Okay, y'all. What? Oh. Before anyway. we go, before we go, as always, I need y'all to give me three sex tips for women who may be in this situation, who may be having a little FOMO, may not be as fulfilled with their within their marriages or or just committed relationships. Like what what are your top three sex tips? Y'all already know mine. <laughs> Communicate. Communicate. Yes. One is to communicate what your needs are. Right. Have those conversations, you know, um, be able to introduce things. And sometimes we all say, you grown, I shouldn't have to teach you how to do. Yes, you do. Right. Because yeah. everybody's not going to know you your do. body. Even if, yes. Teach them. If this is something that they've never done with you before, teach them how to do it. That to me, that's sensual anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and a second tip, I guess, would be to um it's not necessarily a sex tip but it's a tip to do some self-evaluation you know see are your needs be all your needs being met what is it something that you wish you have further to do is there opportunity to do those things if not can you create those opportunities to do those things because again just like her it started off being this sexual desire that she had but it's actually way deeper than that um, what in what she was seeking and so you know make sure that your needs are being met because if you are not are not taking care of yourself you can't take care of anyone else anyway so you want to do some self-evaluation and the third tip that i would give would be just fuck right just fuck. you know you know if you got a fantasy that you want to fulfill set that shit up do that shit right. you know <laughs> that that that's that's what right. you need know, i know sometimes we don't want to sometimes i get in the, into the mood where i i can't you know i'm stressed mm-hmm. out at work and all these types of things like that but find you even just find you some form of intimacy and intimacy mm-hmm. doesn't even have to involve intercourse right. Right. you know intimacy is very very important you right. know and so finding that with your partner and being able to be in it was laying up watching a movie and cuddling spooning just rubbing and touching, but just have that. Cause sometimes that's what I crave, just the intimacy part of things, being close and feeling that energy and exchanging that energy. That makes me feel so much better, you know? So um, what you got, B? Communicate. Honestly, communicate. Like seriously, you have to, what's the saying? Closed mouths don't get fed. Boom. And, and that's in friendships situationships intimate relationships like you have to communicate um and be willing to listen because a part of communication is active listening right um mm-hmm. with it, it ties into communication don't discount a professional opinion or uh, because sometimes especially when you're in the thick of things um i, I mean bridget you know bridget y'all both know, like in the clinical setting like there's a reason why our boards and such say we can't use our friends <laughs> to be our clinicians because you're not getting an unbiased non-judgmental there's right. no way you're never going to get it and then kind of piggybacking off of brad's verbalized issues with not really thinking about sex that could be coming from anywhere so 
medications could do it, stress could do it, their genetics, his own trauma, his own FOMO that is tied to work, whatever it could, and it could be a physical basis for it. So don't count, don't discount a professional opinion, whether that is like medical or a financial guru or spiritual guru or a therapist, like don't discount a professional opinion in situations that seem minute. And especially when it comes to sex, you cannot discount that. And I think my last one I'm going to say is make time to fuck. (laughs) Schedule sex. Put it on the calendar. Whether you are single in a committed monogamous relationship or a polyamorous relationship, open relationship, whatever the case may be. Um, I think the one takeaway from this movie was that sex is very important. This lady self-sabotaged and created this train wreck amongst everybody in her immediate circle because she was not getting dicked down on a regular basis. (laughs) So sex has to be something that you are purposeful about that you specifically set aside time for and again close mouth don't get fed you one experience at a time sis if this wasn't it go and seek something that fulfills you in some kind of way so that those are my three please talk about it talk to a professional and fuck (laughs) have all the sex so so the theme (laughs) of today is fuck Fucking talk. By any means necessary. Talk while you fucking. Talk while you fucking. Talk talk before you fuck. Talk when you fuck. Talk talk after you fuck. Fuck. Do all of the things around fucking. You can argue while you fuck as long as you get fucked. It might tap something in your spirit. That might might be. That might be good. I'm saying I'm saying argue why you fucking you just don't know what that thing might do for you okay there we go we'll write that down let me jot that down we're gonna write that down that's a good one that's tweetable (laughs) that's a tweetable (laughs) statement right there so thank y'all so much for spending time um processing through sex life um I know I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation before we go, please let the listeners know where they can find you. Bridget Williams. Who me? You can find me at Therapy for the Culture on Instagram. You can always contact me at greencouchtherapy at gmail.com. You heard the clap. Um, yes, thank you, boo. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And the couch really is green, folks. The couch really is green. green. It is a beautiful, it's a beautiful, velvety, just, ooh. Yeah, nice. You gotta play with your titties when you're talking about velvet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Girl, Bridget better make some good use of that couch, girl, because I'm about to take it. Oh. So you can reach me on those two. I do not have a website just yet, but it is coming. So reach out to me. You can DM me, you can email me, and I will respond back to you very quickly. I can be found on LinkedIn. It's uh, Vadisha Williams, V as in Victor, A, D as in David, E-I-S-H-A Williams. I am trying to maintain a place of peace, so I do not have a Facebook. LinkedIn is where, where you'll find me. I'm not working in the private sector at this moment. Yeah. Hopefully, I will be re-invited to say it to me nice. Absolutely. And I will be able to um, provide some 
some information for the masses so y'all to reach me and we can do the things <laughs> y'all both are always welcome but you know when we when we get these other podcasts popping and y'all have y'all own amen amen Thanks. all right we can just let, right, me get, let me get on your clubhouse just invite me on your clubhouse and we can start from <laughs> on my nerves thank you for tuning in to another episode of say it to me nice peace bye